I'm telling you, every single episode that gets me so jacked, circa 2003, Montreal Aria Nightclub. What a time. Episode 133, folks. Welcome back. It's been a while since we've done about a week or so. Thank you for your patience. Uh, we got a great one lined up for you today, sponsored by our friends at Datsusara. Check them out online at dsgear.com. 100% made with hemp. Hemp Gear for Victory. Been sponsoring and supporting our events on the East Coast for a hell of a long time. Uh, really excited for this episode. We got two gentlemen of the East Coast Jiu Jitsu and MMA scene. Uh, let's bring them on first, right away. Uh, we're going to bring him on. He's a guy who's competed in lots of events locally and uh, traveled a little bit uh, himself and his brother and Peter Seamus and a great team there in Forza Training Center. They do a fantastic job uh, in Cole Harbor, running a great program there and uh, definitely big parts of the scene here on the East Coast. So without further ado, Mr. Patrick Lipford, how are you, sir? Doing good, Kev. Thanks for having me on. Awesome, man. Yeah, thanks again for your patience and thanks for joining us. Uh, it's been a we had to delay a couple times, so again, thanks for your cooperation with that. And uh, how you been? I've been doing well. Uh, you know, obviously less training than I'd like with the lockdown and everything. It getting extended again today, yeah. so doing what I can. I got a, a very supportive girlfriend though, who doesn't mind tossing a gi on when she's over <laughs> and letting me yes. drill. So that's keeping me a little sane. That's very important. I've been working on uh, Chelsea for a long time with that. So kudos yeah. to her. That's awesome. Yeah, with the, another uh, another week lockdown here announced today here in the Halifax area, quite shitty. Yeah, I, I saw it coming. I was talking to my brother uh, earlier last week, and we were both kind of agreeing that you know two weeks is just to kind of smooth it out. But it's gonna it's gonna last a little longer than just two weeks. And I think so did. too. Yeah, but we'll be back. We we survived the first uh, several month lockdown. You know, uh, that was actually, funnily enough, the first time I had taken more than three weeks off of jujitsu in seven <laughs> years. So. so the body welcomed it, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I was dealing with some lingering issues, so uh, it was nice to work strength and conditioning for a while, actually. Yeah, it's important, you know, like I'm 40 now and I, I realize like I actually just uh, started going to, uh, we'll shout out to Warren Half, um, who just like automatically fixed a bad hip and he's like, this is why you're doing this and this. And it's funny, you know, like taking care of your body is so important and it's something that I'm just starting to right. realize. Like I always just went and rolled and got away with rolling with just going to have fun and doing it and never put anything else into it. And once you start looking after that stuff, it's a whole different game. You know, I... I don't want to sound like, you know, oh, I'm so much older than I actually am, right? About 24, but yeah. I started training when I was 17, right? And I remember, you know, we used to train for four hours in a row, Muay Thai, running, jiu-jitsu, uh, and then go eat a, an extra large pizza afterwards on Friday <laughs> nights, right? Yeah. Uh, and we do that five, six days a week. <laughs> um, but, you know, just about 24 now, man, I'm, fe like, I'm feeling in the joints. I feel, uh, you know, I always tell uh, my dad when we're chatting, like, I've got worse knees than he does at 50. So yeah, it's a very hard sport. And like you said, you, you have been doing it for a long time and started at such a young age. I want to get into that and how you get into it. Like everybody, I, you know, talked on this podcast, everyone has a different story, but somewhat similar. What got you into the, the whole scene? So I say this like three quarters jokingly, I got peer pressured into it. Okay. <laughs> uh, so I'm actually the last person in my entire immediate family who started training. Oh, um, so my brother Graham, I, you, you know, uh, he started training first. He wanted to get into martial arts. Uh, started yeah. with Muay Thai, moved on to Jiu Jitsu when he was, uh, started training when he was 12, I believe. Um, so he did that. And then my mom, my sister, my other brother, my dad, my stepdad, they all followed eventually. 
uh, and I was the last one hanging on, right? Like I'd be the person, you know, okay, guys, we're going out training. Okay, I'm just, you know, going to relax here at yeah. home. See you guys later. Yeah. Um, I was always kind of skinny, you know. I, I loved bike riding, uh, growing up, hiking, the whole nine. Uh, it wasn't that I wasn't interested in martial arts. Like I grew up on Bruce Lee movies. I grew up on Jackie Chan and, and you know, badly dubbed kung fu movies. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. The thought of actually going and doing it just didn't didn't really vibe with me i guess at the time um and then we were at my mom's birthday uh dinner 2013 i guess and uh peter was there the owner of the gym every you know couple guys from the gym were there uh and just talking was like peter was like hey man like your mom's doing a private lesson with me tomorrow afternoon just come along like you know it'll be free just come try muay thai it's like fine and i'm surrounded by like i can't say no i'm surrounded by yeah. everyone um so I did some private lessons for a while. Had no interest in jujitsu whatsoever. I was like, oh, I'll punch things. Sure, that's fun. Yeah. Um, like most. And yeah, exactly. Like most people, I think. Uh, in fact, Graham's the same way. If you ask him, like he started with Moita, had no interest in jujitsu until he was practically forced into it. Yeah. Um, but you know, probably six months later, it was actually, I don't remember the exact day, but it was the first week of January 2014. Um, a couple of my guy, friends from Muay Thai, Graham and Peter were like, dude, just do one jiu-jitsu class. Like, just go try it. I, you know, I don't care. Like, it's right after Muay Thai. Just stick around. Graham's sticking yeah. around anyways. And I did one. I didn't actually, like, I enjoyed jiu-jitsu, but I didn't actually, like, love jiu-jitsu until, like, almost a year into training, actually, when I competed for the first time. Yeah. I wasn't necessarily forcing myself. Like, I enjoyed training. Uh, and a lot of our classes at the time were like right after um, Muay Thai. So I do, I wouldn't do every day. Like I only trained Jiu Jitsu two or three days a week for the first like six months mm -hmm. and Muay Thai a couple days a week. Um, but yeah. You guys have a very tough club. Very, very tough. <laughs> yeah. Like a lot of really tough guys. That That's actually kind of the consensus thing that we get told when we have uh, like black belts, brown belts coming oh, yeah. out of town is everyone says like, man, like your white belts are strong and tough. Yeah. Uh, we, Big you know, time. it's just the culture at the gym. It's, it's not like a meathead culture, but you know, uh, I think it's why we vibe so well with Carlson Gracie when we switched affiliations is we train all the new school stuff. Like I'm super into lapel guard. I'm super into Baron Bolo stuff like that. Mm -hmm. um, but I love pressure passing. I love, you know, putting that top pressure on people uh, and everyone's the same way at the gym. And it, that culture just really kind of meshed well. Um, and it, man, pressure builds diamonds, man. Well, that's exactly it, right? You're either willing to jump in and join or, or you're going to go somewhere else. Right. And if you're exactly. going to buy into the product, hard training is good. Like it's oh, some, yeah. people, some people get away from it. And I, I, you know, like probably in the last six months, like I haven't had a shit ton of hard training. Like since, I don't know, like just since COVID and everything, I've had some like hard rounds, but not like any of those days where it's been like a three hour session straight of like really good hard rounds with really good people. And, and I miss that. Oh, it, I love it so much, man. Like, yeah. It's so addictive. It, it really is. I, I was so sad. Uh, my brother, uh, you know, Graham just went down uh, in the fall and, yeah. you know, he competed in Miami. Uh, I wish I could have been a part of his kind of training camp, I guess you want to say for that. Had an intercostal strain like two weeks into uh, his hard training for it. So I just couldn't roll. It was out. Had to just drill for a month. So I couldn't be a part of that. It really sucked. They're but, like uh, one of the worst. I love too. it. 
one of the worst fucking injuries. I have never had an injury like that before. Oh, like I've yeah. messed up my knees, never needed surgery for anything, but like sprained my ankles, messed up my elbows, things like that. But I've never had an injury. Like I got home that night and I just remember like lying down in bed and I was like, I work a desk job. Yeah. I'm not going to be able to work tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. That's the thing, right? Like I, through my like jujitsu history, like, cause in Picto County, there was a lot of guys and girls who like were parents or whatever and doing who are my age, like 30 plus, And we'd get hurt like that. And they're like, what in the hell? Why am I doing this? But yeah. you just like, you just, you heal up and, and you just can't wait to get back yeah, to doing it. It's just a, 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 a love hate addiction. Like the more I get beat up, Sometimes, like when I'm going with a hard roll and like someone like can, is just putting it to me, and I'm just trying to survive, I laugh. I start laughing oh, because yeah. it's so fun, man. Like it is. There's nothing like it. Yeah, it really is. But you're a good competitor. Like you've competed lots. Obviously, I'm sure you you would say there's holes in your game that competitor wise. Like I, you know, definitely, yeah. yeah, a lot I'm working on. Everyone's their first, you know, their best critic, right? But um, you you know, you do compete well. And uh, what's that for you? You what's your experience of competing been like? So competing for me, uh, I love it personally. I consider myself, and you know, I'm, a, you know, I've been a purple belt for a while now, but I'm still a purple belt. So I don't consider myself like, I would say, if anything, like a coach to our, like our lower belts, right? Yeah. Like I, I am a head kid, co-head kid instructor uh, at the gym, but like for adults, I am, you know, just kind of one of the coaches there that's there all the time for the white belts. Mm-hmm. Um, but I consider myself like teaching is what I've always enjoyed doing more than anything. Um, you know, I growing up playing video games like i used to play a lot of online video games i still do and anytime nice. you know i'd run into somebody that maybe was newer or less skilled um in our guilds or whatever i'd be the person like reaching out to them and building them up and that's what i've always enjoyed so with jujitsu yeah. moving starting to move into that higher belt territory that's kind of what what i enjoy more um but i still absolutely love competing um, I, you know, we were planning on taking a bunch of guys down to the Ontario open this year before COVID I'd went the pre- uh, prior year as well. That was a lot nice. of fun. Um, giving back, eh? Like that's yeah, giving that, back is everything to me. Yeah. I noticed that a lot with your social media and stuff like, and that's a big thing for me because like just being a, like you said earlier about like talking to people and just like, that's a huge thing for people coming into our gyms. Like someone mm-hmm. who can just like be like, Hey, what's up? How you doing? You know, and positive reinforcement and it means the world to a lot of people, you know, because they're there for different reasons. Everybody's there for right. different reasons. Right. And I love that. I try never to forget what it was like to be a brand new white belt because I was like the, I, you know, I'd even been training at that gym. Like I started training Muay Thai before jujitsu. And even still, I was super nervous and super skittish when I started yeah. training jujitsu, you know, a lot of the same guys even. Yeah. It's nerve wracking shit. Yeah. I try never to forget just how intimidating it is walking to the gym. And then you, you know, you train and you realize, uh, you know, everyone's just chill. Everyone just wants to have oh. a good time. Yeah. And you know, like people are like, Oh, you know, like the people go hard. I'm like, yeah, people go hard, but that's the reason like yeah. you're, you're there. Like, I'm, you know, like there's lots of times you'll flow roll and go a little lighter or whatever, but there's times when you're going to go hard. And if you, if you can't take that and you don't want to do it, you, 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 it might not be the sport for you. Right. But, Exactly. Um, it's yeah. It's remembering what uh, it was like as a as a white belt is is huge. And I don't want to pass that up. Uh, shout out to your brother again for going down there and taking new breed and doing. Oh yeah, home with the belt. He's great. Fantastic. Yeah. 
Uh, I always say, man, I might be his older, like biologically I'm his older brother, but I look up to him uh, like an older sibling in jujitsu. So nice. you know, he started a couple of years uh, before me. So, you know, we have black belts at our gym and I don't want to take anything away from our black belts because they are amazing, amazing, amazing people. Yeah. But for me personally, I consider him kind of my direct coach. <clears throat> He's just so close to my game mm-hmm. or I'm so close to his game that, you know, uh, it's a really common saying you learn a month of jujitsu in one competition. I feel like that's every time I roll with him. So he's so good. So I've never, I haven't had the pleasure of rolling with you, but I've had the pleasure of both rolling and getting tapped out by your brother. <laughs> um, I think he came to our club. I was a brown belt. He might, I think he was probably, what, what is he now? Is he a brown belt now? Uh, it's a uh, purple belt. Still a purple belt. Yeah. Wow. Um, so I think he was a blue belt then. And like, I don't know, like he just toying with me. Like he just, He's a phenom if he wanted to be. He's a big, oh, talented guy. He does kid. that to all of us. So Yeah. yeah no, man, and laughs. That's, and the, that's yeah. the fun part about it, right? If Because that's the beauty, again, of this sport. Like, there's levels to this. Like, it's nothing. Like, people say to me, I'll tell oh, you're a black belt. I'm like, I'm a black belt because I've also trained for, like, 10 and a half mm. years. Hard training. It's not like I'm, like, cyborg and I put my, like, went and competed. And, I, and I'm a firm believer that there's two two forms of black belts. I really am like there's a hobbyist black belt who is like me. Don't get me wrong. I'll fucking I'll fight if I have to, you know, but and I know my stuff. But then there's other levels of black belt people who are really high level black belts who like there's just a different level. There really is, man. Like, you know, I've I've had the absolute pleasure of rolling with some very high level black belts. Um, you know, Hood Rich, you know, home kind of hometown boy. Uh, he likes to stop in our gym whenever he's here. And like, let me tell you, man. Like training with someone who's trained at Atos HQ for years, that it hurts. He's crazy, crazy technical, crazy strong. Um, some amazing rounds I've had with him, and you know him and some other people, and it's just it's totally different, you know. Well, you guys do a ton of gi over there too, right? Yeah, I would say we're like the opposite of Picto County. Actually. Yeah, totally opposite. We have one, we have one gi, uh, one no gi class a week, and wow. everything else is gi. Uh, and that's the way I like it. I'm I'm a gi guy personally. Uh, I, you know, don't get me wrong. I, I love my hang routines. Like I'll I'll latch onto a neck and a heartbeat and no gi. Mm-hmm. But uh, like I said, I love my lapel guards. I love my barambolos. I'm What's very much a, like a sport guy. What is it for? What is it for you? Is it between gi and no gi? The science of it, like, because when I roll, like I don't think I just go. I don't think about yeah. anything. I just go. And but uh, you're not that way. Like is in is it that? I'm uh, a very cerebral person when I roll. Um, you know, like when I finish up a role, I'm playing that role back like 10 times in my head, figuring out cool. uh, every little minute position that I could have done better, uh, you know, little grip changes. And I think that's the big thing is, you know, with Nogi, I feel like because it's a lot, I don't want to say it's more athletic because I think when people say that they're trying to demean the technique required because there's a lot of technique required in Nogi. Yeah. Um, but, you know, when I roll Nogi, and, you know, let's say I was trying for a guillotine. There's only like a couple of different changes that I could make in a guillotine choke really to change the outcome of if I got the tap or not. Uh, in gi, you know, if I'm going for a little pell guard, there's like a thousand different things I could have done differently. And as someone who's very like cerebrally minded and very technical uh, in the way I think about jujitsu, that's just so much more fun for me to just deep dive into it. Uh, almost like I'm reading a textbook or something yeah. when I'm done a roll. Very interesting, man. I, and that's the way I, I feel about it. A little, like when I'm rolling with people like yourself or like Josh Whalen's a very similar mm-hmm. to that. Like he, he's a, like, he's a very technical gi 
grappler and, and I struggle against that a lot because I'm totally opposite and it's I always fun. It's like that chess game, man. It's so fun. That's good to know when we roll, Patrick. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, it's funny. You mentioned Waylon. He's actually one of the most fun matches I've ever had. I got the chance to compete against him uh, when I was a newer Purple Belt. Nice. Um, and it was one of the most technical matches I've ever had. It was just, you could tell both of us were thinking throughout the whole, the whole thing. It was yeah. really, really fun. He is very, very technical. He's a very hard role for me. me like mm. he beats the shit out of me a lot in like in Gi or no Gi, but he just like the way his style is just like very technical and he just, I struggle with it a lot. And I, I, I he, we talk about it a lot actually, because he first came and competed I think it wasn't his first competition, but one of his his competition when he came and he competed against Lucas Weilen um, at one of the mm. events we did, a Purple Belt Showdown, and he lost to yeah. to uh, the Steema Lock, like yeah. quick. I think I like, remember watching that actually in like thirty seconds, <laughs> and it pissed him off. And like now he catches me in it, like and he's like within seconds, and he's like that taught me that right. And losses mm. teach you a lot. You you oh, also yeah, competed on our show. I did. It was. I I learned more about. Uh, I will say more about Kimura defense uh, than anything. And I think you know, man. Shout out to Drake Farrell. Like he just killed it at your guys' event recently. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I love the guy. Competing against him a couple times has been fun. You know, I'm yeah. I'm zero two against him. I want to get a gi match in at some point. Uh, we had a gi match when we were both like new blue belts and uh, haven't had one since. So nice. Well, that's uh, I, I love the dude. Yeah, I love the dude, man. Um, when we competed, like the big standout for that, I've watched that uh, that match back so many times uh, to learn from it. Uh, the one big standout from that was I was training so many leg locks for that match because mm. it's Ken's guy, man. Like, of course he's going to be going for leg locks, yeah. and he barely went for any leg locks. I was so <laughs> yeah. mad. I was like, man, I just I trained for this for like a month. And he went nothing. Um, but I learned like because I I entered leg entanglements because I was very confident with it. Mm -hmm. Um, and I learned just how tight you have to be with your legs. And I didn't really realize that in the training room. And now I feel like, you know, heel hooks are a big part of my Nogi game. Mm -hmm. uh, and yeah, because of that match, that's why. That's that's a thing. Like, people don't understand that. Like, I see so many people putting a heel hook on with their legs. Not Like, mm -hmm. it's just not, if those knees aren't tight and, like, if they're not locked, like, your legs aren't locked together, it's it's not a wasted position, obviously, but it just, it's, like, so much harder to get. And, yeah, it's it's interesting. Like, I've I've lost every match I think I've ever done in my shows. Like, and I'd never learn anything. Uh, you know, actually I shouldn't say that. You know what I do learn? I, I need to train harder. Like yeah. I, I need, cause I never give myself like the, like I never train hard cause I'm so focused on the damn event and I never get mm. the proper training and, and like eating properly and doing myself justice. Right. So at some point I got to do that. I saw Lex Friedman, one of the MMA promoters in the States. He went and fought last week. I'm like, Oh dude, I don't oh, know if geez. I can do that. I don't know if I can do that. But, yeah. But MMA, thank you guys. Any of you guys? I know uh, you have one. Um, yeah, Simon. Uh, Simon. Yeah. 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 He's a uh, man. He's a terror in the in the training room, man. Like I really, really hope he gets to uh, he gets to showcase his skills because he's something else. Uh, you know, I think uh, he did a kickboxing fight last year or at mm -hmm. the beginning of this year. I can't remember. Um, and you know, did really well in that and. Uh, you know, he's one of man. He, he's a blue belt, but he's one of my toughest roles in the gym, man. The dude's like just really physical. Got that MMA style. Yeah. Um, for me personally, 
man, I always said as a blue belt, I was going to have one MMA fight, but I'll be completely honest now, you know, I don't want to say I'm creeping up on Brown, but two and a half years into, into purple belt, uh, not really any interest whatsoever. Like I just, I enjoy gi jitsu. I, you know, mm-hmm. uh, I tell people like, man, I've been training for just about seven years. I, I'm not going to do something if I don't enjoy it. Yeah. I'm always amazed. Like, cause for me, like I'm, I, I'll promote MMA all day long. I'll train. Sure. I'll do a little train like MMA, but I don't want to get in a cage and fight at all. Mm-hmm. So for me, I'm always amazed and impressed by these athletes who are willing to do this. Like, it's oh, yeah, man. like even jujitsu, like, at, like for me, like people who just get in there and get after it, it's so fun to watch. And it's, it takes a lot to get in there and do people don't realize the amount of cardio you have to have to mm-hmm. push like that for a five oh, yeah. minute match. Like you got to be in good shape. Well, it's funny. And to your point earlier about competing and having to train harder, I think that's the number one thing Graham always says to me after a match. Like when I lose, whenever I lose a match, like the one thing he says, like, man, you got to train harder next time. Yeah. Uh, It doesn't matter. Like if I've spent, uh, you know, two months killing myself on the mats, uh, it's just reaffirming that like, you know, well, if you had trained, you know, if you'd done an extra session on Tuesday, if you had, you know, done two more rolls on Friday, Maybe you wouldn't have gassed out there. Maybe you would have had a slicker transition, right? Mm-hmm. And it's all, um, and it's, true. it's so important. It's true. Like every, so- every high level athlete you look at, it's just, they're like outworking the next person that like, mm-hmm. see, everybody's got skill. Like you look at everybody in the UFC or what high level, no gi worlds or jujitsu worlds or whatever. Everybody knows how to do jujitsu at a high level. So it's just those small ass transitions. So, that's good, man. That's good advice from Graham, and obviously he's doing it at a high level. I'd love to see him on one of our events at some point. I hope, I hope so too, man. I know he's not, he's not a big super fight fan. Um, he just like, he prefers yeah, competitions, yeah. but hopefully you guys can get him on. Yeah, it's well, we'll have to throw him a belt or something. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, hey, I'll tell you, man. Like uh, our kids' class loved that belt that he got in Miami. Like he, he put it up next to our uh, the SAU trophies we have, and. Yeah. Uh, there's a flock of kids over there for like a week. Awesome. Good for them, man. That's the beauty of this whole thing. Like, yeah, we talk about competition and we talk about all the, everything that comes with it, the hard work. But when you're giving back and you have, I see the oh, yeah. pictures and the kids running around and training. And that's like, I didn't have that as a kid. So to me, it's an incredible thing that's going to benefit their life in so many ways. So kudos exactly. to you guys. Uh, like teaching kids, honestly, you, don't get me wrong. I love training. But teaching kids, honestly, is the most fun thing I do in jiu-jitsu. Um, it's just so rewarding. Like, one of uh, one of the stories that I really like to tell, because I think it speaks so well to how important jiu-jitsu is to kids, um, is we had a kid, and we still have this kid, he still trains, uh, but we had a kid come in last year, last summer, and, you know, he's, uh, you know, pretty fat, but you know, not super fat, but pretty fat, really, really inflexible, right? Yeah. And we were doing um, like shrimps and forward rolls and back rolls. He was like a week or two into jujitsu at this point. Yeah. Couldn't do a back roll. Even if I helped him, just was not, his neck was not flexible enough to do a back roll. And I just remember him looking at me and he said, man, I'm never going to be able to do this. Like, there's no way I'm doing this. And I said, I said, listen, give me a month. You're going to be doing them. No problem. And like three weeks later, he was just doing back rolls down the mat. Like it was awesome. nothing. And I went up to him. I was like, Hey man, like, do you remember the conversation we had a few weeks ago? He's like, yeah. What about it? And I was like, well, didn't you say you'd never do this? And what did I say? Three weeks a month, you do it. And he was like, oh, he saw it click. Like, oh, if I put my mind to something, it actually does work. Fantastic. Good for you. And that's so important for that's kids awesome. to learn. That's huge. How old was he? Uh, 
I want to say he was 10 at the time. Goals, you know, like yeah. en engaging. Like I find so many people like, like it's easy to be negative and I'm guilty mm -hmm. of it myself. But like, if you can just like be that person, like you just said, like, just be that person. That's what I, the gym, like even Keelan who's coming up next, like everybody you see who you train, everybody's so tight with the people they train with me. And that only mm -hmm. comes from being, in that room and, and knowing what everyone's going through. And it's just a wonderful sport. And, and the more we can be better to one another and, and better to the kids coming up it's, oh, it's yeah, better man. for everybody, man. So keep it exactly. up. Exactly. Like Pete McGregor. Um, I don't know if you've had him on yeah. or not, but no, he's, uh, I know who yeah. you're speaking about though. Yeah. He came in and uh, he did a, not at our gym, but at another gym, he did a uh, adaptive grappling seminar a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. And I remember, I don't remember really any of the techniques from it, but I remember one of the things he said at the start of the seminar that's stuck with me to this day. And it's one of my main training philosophies now is he said, uh, for anyone who doesn't know, he's paralyzed below the waist. Uh, he's purple belt. It's, it's totally legit. I've watched him roll. It's insane. Um, Very cool. But he said, you know, you can fail at everything that I teach you today, but the one thing that uh, I don't want to hear as I can't do this because, you know, and you think about it, right? He's paralyzed below the waist and doing jujitsu and training and doing everything. And yet what excuse do I have to say that I can't learn a barambolo just because, well, maybe I have to work on my flexibility a little bit or yeah. maybe my neck's too stiff. Right. Yeah. And that's what I import to the kids all the time. It's like, I, I'll, you know, give me any excuse you want. Just never say you can't do something because mm -hmm. you've defeated yourself. Already. Well, and that's exactly right, man. Like that's can't is a very powerful word. That's a big thing I struggle with myself is, is like self-esteem sometimes. Right. And, and mm -hmm. bring, bring people up, not put them down. And you like, you think about Pete, like how, like difficult at first it would be for him just to get on a plane to go to this place to teach a jujitsu class. Like the effort that requires this man to do things is 10 times what it requires a person that right. isn't paralyzed, you know? So it's, yeah, it's motivating, man. It's special. And that he is a good guy. Actually, we should get him on the podcast. Very motivating I, individual. I've loved talking to him, man. Like I haven't spoken at length to him or had any like very long conversations, but just have the short conversations I've had have always been really nice. Um, yeah, man. Like, and don't get me wrong. It's, that's something I struggle with too every day, man. Like, mm -hmm. like you said earlier, you know, I think everyone is their own worst critic. I definitely am. Like, yeah. you know, I think to look at it objectively, my jujitsu is probably like five times better than I give myself credit for. Yeah. But I just see like every little hole and it's very easy to get, very down about your game it's like man like you know i really suck at like transitioning in this position instead of you know talking about the good positions you're you know good at instead mm -hmm. well and in or focusing on like okay well how many people were here tonight four mm -hmm. well that's like when the grand scheme of things like there's so many people that can't do this and here mm. I am doing this, you know, and doing and doing it well. So exactly, yeah, it's a it's it's a great sport, man. Keep doing what you're doing there in uh, at Forza Training Center. Keep being a positive okay. influence yourself, your brother Peter, and and the rest of the gang, Mister Kelvy, and and everybody there. You're doing a great job. So so keep it up. Uh, with any uh, with further ado, oh, fuck, I don't know what I'm talking. <laughs> <about>. Well, <laughs> thanks, man. At the very end, shout outs. Anybody you want to give a quick shout out to? Uh, yeah, I mean, obviously, shout out to the gym, man, Forza Training Center. Like, I wouldn't be where I am today doing this podcast if it wasn't for that gym. Like, they've really shaped me as a person, shaped me 
you know, as a jiu-jitsu practitioner. And like you said, man, like some of the toughest roles, I think, in the province, just in terms of the training atmosphere. So, um, yeah, I, I mean, guys, follow me on uh, Instagram, pat underscore BJJ. Uh, I am going to bring the podcast, the Coastal Grappling Podcast back. People have been asking me. I'll get it at some point uh, in the holidays. Uh, so Coastal Grappling on YouTube. Uh, yeah, man. It's been a pleasure coming on here. I appreciate the opportunity to just get a chat in. Yes, man. And anytime, I'd love to have you. Maybe we can do another roundup or something. I'd love to have you back on and we can chat. And and again, I keep doing great things. Everybody give them a follow online and on YouTube at Coastal Grappling Podcast. And uh, we'll chat with you very soon, my man. Definitely, man. Thanks for the opportunity. Take, right, it easy. Buddy. Take care. There you have Bye. it, folks. Mr. Patrick Lipford. Fantastic. First guest, folks. Uh, great to have him. A very, very... Uh, smart individual who does uh, a lot of jiu-jitsu and he's very good at it so let's get into our second guest again this episode my friends is sponsored by datsusara dsgear.com 100 made by hemp hemp gear for victory so our second guest here folks he's coming up he's an mma athlete an amateur mma athlete out of uh, fit plus mma in Dartmouth, Nova Scotia, under Scott McLean. Uh, super talented grappler. Uh, he's competed all the time. He competes any single chance he gets. Uh, fighting, he hasn't fought uh, probably in a year or so now, uh, MMA, but he's going to get back on the horse. I know that very, very soon. And uh, he's looking for another opportunity as, as soon as he can get one, I'm pretty sure. So uh, a very smart guy. And uh, again, very talented in many different facets of the martial arts game. Mr. Keelan Sampson. How are you, sir? Good, man. How you doing? Good, buddy. Welcome to the show. How you been? Thanks for having me. I've been good, man. Just, you know, working and training and trying to, trying to survive, eh? I hear it, man. I hear it. I, yeah, it's good to see you uh, uh, still training and kind of getting the rounds in. And it's it's crazy, hey? Yeah, it is. Like, I don't know how uh, I don't know how it's going to come out of it. Like, we were hoping we can pull a show off in, uh, in February still. But uh, I don't know. Depends on how this vaccine goes, I guess. Yeah. Hopefully it goes well and, you know, we can start getting that back up and running. I know every, probably every fighter's going crazy trying to get fights or, you know, yeah. to, you know, as it should be right. Like everybody's looking to get that opportunity and, and the longer they kind of keep it going for people like the, I don't know, it's, it could have a bad effect, but fingers crossed this vaccine is going to be big, man. But anyway, let's get into something positive. Uh, I want to ask you, you know, like, You've, you've been at this whole game again, like Patrick, like I ask everybody about this. Martial arts, how'd you get into it? Why'd you get into it? And uh, yeah, tell us. Well, I first got into it, I was probably 18. I just wanted to, you know, give it a try. I started out actually at Titans for probably two months. It wasn't very long. Okay. Because um, then I moved, right? I moved to Cape Breton, back to Cape Breton. Oh, that's right. That's right. Yeah. So, um it was good. I just want to, you know, get in shape, you know, learn how to defend myself. Uh, eventually got down to move to Cape Breton, did zombie proof for a bit, probably two months. <laughs> Back to Halifax. I moved a lot. So um, I went to get Chinese food, actually, and I looked to the side and there's uh, people hitting pads and it was actually at 374. So that's when I ah. started going there. Um, took my first fight just to say I did it. It's not, there's not on my record, but I actually won that fight. And uh, so that's what kept me going. Who was that against? It was against uh, Jonathan Lefteau from uh, TriStar Campbellton. I don't think they are open anymore, but okay. it was with um, Fight Night 13, I think it was. I think it's uh, Bruno Loretz. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Uh, yeah. yeah. 
Okay. But it was like same day weigh in, no medicals, just like underground. So <laughs> gonna yeah. start doing them that way pretty soon. Yeah. If this goddamn stuff doesn't go away, we're gonna be doing cats fights outside pretty yeah. soon. Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> so and then, yeah, I started I moved to Lake Echo. I bought my house and then um, that's in that's on the other side of the bridge. The bridge was getting too much. Yeah. Started going to Fit Plus and here I am. And the Love rest it. is history. The rest Good is for history. you. Good yeah. for you, man. You guys have a great crew, a very tight crew over there. Very tight. That's uh, I'm always interested in that, like, because everybody over there too is like kind of the same size, like not the same size, but like within like like thirty pounds. Other than Zach, I guess. Yeah, Zach, and there's there's other guys that you haven't met yet. Yeah, like, that's the thing, I guess. Oh yeah, there's yeah. more heavyweights. Um, but you have a good crew of like solid people who are like kind of the same size. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, we usually even like split us up. So like me, Khalifa, you know, the really small guys will go over here, and then like yeah. the Luke's and the Andrews and whatever will go over here, and that's how we will train for a bit. Yeah, little bubbles. Little bubbles. Yeah. God damn bubbles. I'm sick Side of bubbles. bubbles. Side yeah. bubbles. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, it's has Zach been training at all? Obviously, oh, yeah. well, shut down. Not the last week. Yeah. Yeah, he was training. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, his man. You guys had a very good performance at uh, Fight League Atlantic One. Hopefully, yeah, you're... yeah. Hopefully, I get on there one one of these days. Is that your plan? Like, are you looking to fight again yeah, right away? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm trying to, you know, talk to Scott and whatever, see what he yeah. wants, and yeah, try to find us an opponent. Cool, nice. Yeah, it's because I know, like, it's for you and like I know other athletes too like after you get a couple fights you know if there's things that you kind of want to work on what what were the big things for you that you were trying to kind of work on through this little break and before you kind of get back in there mostly the mental thing I find um mentally I was not really there for my last fight especially um dealing with people like you know talking you down or whatever yeah just you know it gets it takes your- a fucking toll on you man oh, yeah. let me tell you so um, Scott and uh, Brad and Andrew, they all helped me out really well with that. And um, I've read some books, you know, I'm working on the mental game for sure. I feel I have the skills to do it. So once I get the mental part down and it's going to be. That's huge, yeah. man. Good yeah. for you. Good for you. Like so many athletes have taken that route now because it's like, you know, I know how to fight or I'm learning, you know, to, sure. to yeah, yeah. you know, I'm learning how to fight, but you know, I'm confident in my skills enough now that, but the, the mental game is such a huge aspect to, to this whole thing. Big, it is, man. Yeah, it really is. Like I don't realize sometimes I find yeah, I like, I do it and yeah, it's harder than it was. Oh, dude. Like that's like, man, I struggle so much even for a jujitsu competition. Like hey. fuck. Yeah. Like want to puke, you know, but it is what it is. You go out and you do it and whatever. Yeah. But it's like then I can go and do an event, like, and I'm not nervous at all. It's yeah. the weirdest thing. You got all this money in the line with John and there's no nerves, but then you go in to do a grappling event, like with someone yeah. who you know for 10 years and you're nervous. Like what exactly. the fuck? Like, it makes no yeah. sense. Yeah. Right. But what books did you read? Uh, Mind Jim was the, the main book that I read. It's uh it's really good. It's really good. I still have it. It's in my car in the middle console. I take it out sometimes. Smart. And, That's a good yeah. idea. Just yeah. kind of to have there if you're ever kind of. Yeah. Yeah, very smart. I'm always at work or like the gym early, so I'll just like take it out sometimes and you know go through it. Man, you know what? I, it's I started doing, and it's actually a sports psychologist I've been working with. Is every night I'll on a, in a journal I'll write something positive about myself. Yeah, 
I heard that do. And then read it in the morning. And uh, it definitely works, you know, because yeah. most times I, before I'd wake up and I've struggled with the last probably two days, I haven't done it. But um, other than that, like you wake up and you're like, instead of going on your phone and, and reading the shit news or whatever, scrolling through negativity, you're, you're reading that and you're like, oh, yeah. And you give yourself that pat in the back. And it's such an important way to start your day. Absolutely. Like the shit that you deal with and run the fight promotion is like the most horrendous shit sometimes you ever want to deal with. it's just foolishness right so the more you can kind of block it out the better right yeah exactly so who's it like you mentioned those guys like andrew and uh scott and brad like influences people who have kind of guided you in this whole process like as a team yeah. that's what it's all about right it, team teamwork makes the dream work right yeah yeah the whole class classic line man it's very yeah, true yeah yeah how's scott doing anyway Scott's good. Scott's good. Yeah, he's uh, it's hunting season, so he's pretty, ah. he's out there. So uh, get, didn't get anything yet. I'm not even sure. I uh, I don't think so. But you hunt? Uh no, no, no. no. Uh, family members do. I just don't have time. Really, it's not something I'm really into. Yeah, I've never held a gun in my life. Actually, I don't no? know. No, I've never held guns, but no, no, I haven't gone. The boys in Cape Breton giving you all the love, Look, oh, yeah. Vic, old Victor. Loving the boys. Yeah, what a cat Victor is. Captain Justin McKenzie. Yeah, they're all good guys, man. Good oh, people. Yeah. I don't know who this guy is. Big Orange here. Cat, I've been watching your podcast. Not in the loop, so I didn't know you had this going on. Shout out to whoever you are. I'm not sure who you are, but thank you for watching. Um, but, yeah, it's uh, – so you. another thing I, I wanted to – so you're uh, – when this whole COVID thing started and Brad's into it too, Arbonne. Yeah. Like, are you still doing it? Not recently, not as much as I should be. I'm still like signed up as a as a con consultant and whatnot. Yeah. Uh, no, I just been working and and trying to hit the gym, and I, I teach kids at the gym too. So uh, uh, I, it's just a and I have a girlfriend now, so that kind of takes up a lot. Of time <laughs> yeah, it yeah. takes up a lot of that time, man. Did it? Did you enjoy it though when you were doing it? Yeah, I really did enjoy helping people. So it was really fun to do when people actually like listened and didn't think yeah. I was. Trying to, screw them out of something but yeah it's, uh, it's a hard business that way i think oh, yeah. Eh? yeah for sure yeah is brad still doing it i believe so yes i believe him and his wife do that together still yeah tara yeah that's his commercially did there oh man that was hilarious yeah classic man i don't know how it's such a, t a sensitive topic though that yeah. some people probably were like oh but man that's what you need you need a little laughter in your life Absolutely. you know like i thought it was like so that's probably why it didn't get more because yeah. to me it should have been on the news and oh, whatever yeah. right but oh, yeah. ah, it's too bad you got to get that guy some good sponsorships out there Absolutely. east coast lifestyle has got to get there yeah get their look on sure. he train he's not training yet eh? but he is um so. he does jujitsu and that's it he, also, yeah. he teaches thursdays sometimes and um he'll get the training in too but other than that no he doesn't do any muay thai or anything anymore yeah yeah he's, i know he was gonna fight for us at one point but he yeah it's it's, it's a smart decision man if, if you're yeah. not into it in your in your head yeah you got like very he's got two great beautiful kids and a Absolutely. great wife like that's what you got to focus on so it's smart and it's funny because a lot of people don't make that decision so it's nice to see and you, and you see him now from then to now and you look at him how happy he is he looks Absolutely. great right yeah. like it yeah. just things can you know things work out for the better sometimes so i'm sure he messes it a hell of a lot though oh yeah guaranteed yeah. who does it? when you're into that kind of stuff it's just if you get away from it for so t some amount of time then you're gonna miss it it's just yeah. 
it's in your blood. <laughs> what uh, what's the whole thing for you? Like, what are you, what's your plan in the future? Are you doing this to like eventually get to the UFC, or is it? Uh, if the potential is there, absolutely, yeah, um, I could do that. Uh, just to get a couple wins under my belt. Start. We'll start slow, and yeah. then, um, maybe t challenge for the title. Nice. And then maybe go pro after that. Or if I feel like I can go pro before that, then I will. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, and then just ride the wave. Yeah. Sure. Well, that's it. It's 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 kind of hard to predict that kind of shit too. When you you know you kind of have to go through day by day right now with if we're gonna even be able to do events. But hopefully, I don't know about. I haven't heard anything from Elite One, um, but I assume that they're gonna be back doing events as soon as they're allowed having a crowd. Yeah. I would assume. I hope they are because yeah. New Brunswick needs a good, strong promotion. We, it's good to have two strong promotions kind of working together, giving more opportunities for athletes during the year, in yeah. my opinion. Yeah, so the fighters too. Fighters yeah. Right there. Blow off some steam maybe. <laughs> What's that? Yeah, well, then yeah. if you can fight in like January and then, and then you know, line it up and then there's another card and, or even a, a six, eight weeks apart, like how many athletes on the, on the East Coast have actually fought like regular six weeks apart probably not many not many you know no maybe i fought three times in one year span and that was it and then it's been like a year and a half maybe two yeah, my yeah. Life, so. so it's it's been hard with with everything and but hopefully they i know between them and, and there's bruno up there who who does great events and yeah. we're we're eventually we'll be in new brunswick too eventually that's we're, that's no secret for us we're going to be trying to go there we're going to try to go to newfoundland if we can uh pei probably no chance in hell they'll ever let us over there but no one's allowed there anymore no but newfoundland i think has shown some interest so that's a that's a good sign anyway because i think you could go over there and blow blow the socks off uh st john off the rock I think, yeah. For, yeah i think you could they don't even have a like uh right now i think because of like even because of covid or before covid i don't even think they have a like a hockey a basketball team is it maybe or no idea. Like they don't have a major junior hockey team like the Mooseheads or anything. I don't know what they have, but long story short. What is it? They used to have a hockey team, I thought. The Ice Caps or Ice Dogs or something like Sea Dogs. No, that's that's St. John Sea Dogs is in St. John. Fuck, now we're all screwed up. Yeah, in New Brunswick. But either way, it would be cool. You know, it's if you can get everybody doing all these events, man, it would definitely be important for for athletes i see you competed at uh at nick's event there the, yep. the how was that it was good i uh, i felt confident actually for once so that was good good uh, for you first one out and then a lot of talented people there man so yeah there was yeah uh, it was a tough go but yeah no, it was it was i'll definitely do i definitely do it again yeah there well that's the 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 i guess like the more you can do these events too, or little events, like the more you can get people out competing, the better, right? It's going to work on, like you said, the mental side of everything. Absolutely. I noticed, I remember you say about getting there early because I remember setting up tournaments and stuff and you were always there early. Yeah. That's good, man. You're always nice like and prepared. Your boss probably loves that. Oh, well, no, not really. <laughs> no? Why? I don't really know. I'm parked in the parking lot, sipping on my coffee and reading the book or, you know, yeah. watching an article watching jujitsu videos. I just, just like, like yeah, I don't like to be late, so I'd rather just be early. Headspace clear going into work. That's right, Good yeah. for you. Do you do any like meditation or yoga, any of that kind of stuff? Uh, the girlfriend actually has me doing yoga. 
uh, when we can, I guess. She yeah. teaches me and helps me out with that. Mm-hmm. Um, Aaron, a guy that at the gym was doing yoga on Saturdays at the gym. Uh, I try to get out there, but I'm trying to work as much overtime as possible. So I didn't nice. actually get out, but I planned on it. Hopefully, when that opens back up, we can get that going again. Nice. Yeah, did you notice? I notice a big difference when oh, I do yeah. it for awesome. real. Like, yeah, that was awesome. I don't like, I, I'm some people are like, I'm, I just have to, if I could train myself to do meditation or yoga, like I can train myself to go to the gym, not yeah. like to the, but like go do jujitsu, then yeah. it would be, but it's just for some reason, it's way harder for me to just sit down and, and get away from everything. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of so, boring. Sometimes you're listening to the person talking and you're just like, okay, well, whatever, but yeah, you yeah. just kind of push your mind through it and get through it. And uh, it's a mental thing for sure. It definitely is. But if you can come out on the other side of it and it's even like, you know, reading those books, doing anything, man, anything to help your mental state is, is so important, especially with this whole bullshit we're going through right now. And what do you do again, Keelan? You work like as a trade. I'm a pipe fitter at the shipyard. I thought so. That's right down there. So that's, that's quite busy work. Yeah. 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 I'm always in tight, dirty areas trying to, fix boats up and well, we're building the new ones now so it's not as bad but where i'm a nice. small guy they like to put me in the <laughs> small spots oh no yeah it's not you're not claustrophobic then or? no i'm not claustrophobic oh, can't be claustrophobic and do jujitsu no nah, well true enough yeah i guess i know i've also heard other like buddies of mine who are welders that work on ships too and they've told me that they're like like smaller guys so like they always put me in these fucking small spots man yeah some of the places are so small, like you're crunched up like this, and you've got a wheel to wrench, and it's just brutal. Oh, but how long have you been doing that? I've been a pipe fitter for since I was 18, so I'm 31 now, 13 years. Um, 13 yeah. years. Yeah. What <laughs> is that hat? On my hat, it's uh, from Naruto. It's an anime show. I like. I like oh, okay. to watch anime, so nice. It's one of my favorite shows. Like that's all you watch is anime? No, no. Um, sometimes I just watch movies and Netflix and stuff. But anime, yeah. like if I'm gonna watch something, sit down, relax, and watch something, it's gonna be anime for sure. Now, what got you into that? Now, I just I like Dragon Ball growing up, Dragon Ball Z and nice. like Inuyasha stuff like that. I like that kind of stuff. So very cool. Yeah, I got a Dragon Ball tattoo here. So I mean, that's a nick. Is that your nickname? Super Saiyan. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. So yeah. that's where it comes from. Yeah. Jesus, I'm really old, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. I've never watched any anime at no? all. No. Oh. Fucking lame, aren't I? Yeah. I get a st- So if I was going to watch some, what what would I watch? Dragon Ball Z? Good, yeah. Uh, Naruto's good. Hunter x Hunter. Uh, One Piece is good. There's all kinds of good ones. You just got to – I have um, Crunchyroll. It's like a Netflix for anime. Oh, cool. It's like uh, you can just watch whatever. A lot of it's Japanese, though. You have to read subtitles, but some of it's English. You don't mind? No, I don't mind. No, you're so used to it probably now. Oh, yeah, yeah. Nice. Very cool. Interesting. What else makes you tick, man, outside the gym? Like, what's something that, you know, like, obviously, right now with COVID, like, there's not much to do. But, like, if you had to do something that's going to. Well, I have have mats downstairs, probably uh, 10 feet by 20 feet worth of mats in my basement. So. Mm -hmm. I still get some training in. I got a grappling dummy and whatnot. And so training, running, whatever. I used to run a lot. I haven't lately because it's getting cold. But yeah, um, 
Baki the Grappler is another sick one. Yes, it is. <laughs> is, that, is that a... It's another anime. It's on Netflix. About a grappler. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty good. Very cool. Baki yeah. the Grappler. Thanks, Lucas Hammond. <laughs> um, what was I saying? Um, nothing else really, man. All I really do is work in gym and... Yeah. You know, I play Yu-Gi-Oh! Actually, I play a card game Yu-Gi-Oh! But... Is that yeah. online? No, it's... Well, you can play online, but uh, it's like actual cards. Yeah. Fuck, like I don't know trade, anything. Trading card game. Yeah. You're throwing me for a loop in my notes here, Keelan. I didn't have this written down. <laughs> I'll have to research this. Yeah, it's so is it like kind of big groups of people can get together? Uh, yeah, there's tournaments held every once nice. in a while. Every Saturday usually, except not with COVID. But yeah. um, we got a couple guys. Uh, from the gym and actually a couple other guys we will get together every so often and play nice. a little harder now, but it's yeah. we've done yeah. it on Skype and whatnot. So badass. Yeah. We figured. It's, it's funny, you know, like if you, how many friends do you have now that are outside the gym? Any? <laughs> a couple. Yeah. Not it's, as many as I have in the gym. They're like yeah. my family over there, man. It's just, we mm -hmm. all get along great. We hang out outside the gym. Um, get along well it's a really good atmosphere to be in that kind of gym so uh, i love it for sure yeah. it's a wonderful thing man the camaraderie like that when you can just get along and everybody knows the grind and everybody knows what they're kind of doing and, yeah. and in it together it's a wonderful thing man it's same goal. it's yeah, same goal same different goal. day yeah yeah it's a it's amazing man i'd love to see if we do a team grappling event i'd like to see whose yeah. bus would throw up there you guys got a lot of good guys yeah, be interesting to see that for sure. Yeah, we'll see. You have lots of females in the up and coming too, didn't you? Um, we got a lot of kids that are females that are really good. Um, we don't have many adult jujitsu females. Um, a few Muay Thai, mm -hmm. but uh, yeah, not many jujitsu females. We're working on it though. Yeah, well, that's it. You got to start. So you're you're the kids instructor, right? One of them, yeah. Zach does it as well. Scott as well. It's just whoever. Which Zach? Garcia. Garcia. Nice. Yeah, he does the weekends. I do the weekdays. Is Davis training there too? Davis still trains, yeah. Still? Man, what a fight to start the card. Oh, man. That was balls to the walls. Dude, he yeah, just like uh, fucking just went straight at John. Oh, <laughs> like, yeah. John's like, what's going on? Like, he he's just, got a gas tank on him, man. Does he's he ever? Gas tank on him, so. And he knew it, so get the nerves out the right way, I guess. Just Yeah. Yeah. That was the le – I think he uh, – trying to think because i'm pretty sure that was a I can't, I can't remember now but how that fight came together i have no idea because i think there was someone else he was supposed to fight first like i think yeah maybe oh no i think john was supposed to fight isaiah maybe but yes isaiah and i think it. zach was supposed to fight uh buddy from new brunswick i think uh, um the guy who fought isaiah i think okay. anyway isaiah been is he around um he's in cape breton uh he's full-time starts his business or something yeah i think he's moved there for good oh okay uh, he's done school and everything i think he's down at sob um there were like affiliated so yeah it's, uh i think that's where he's at. i'm not sure i think i've seen him in one of the pictures with mr mckenzie yes sir i'm gonna beat up isaiah. yeah <laughs> isaiah's a good kid yeah all right man well it's uh any like other than these influences that we spoke about before you know anybody outside of the gym that kind of to that made you kind of wanted to get into martial arts um 
no, not really. I, that made me want to get into martial arts, but like to better myself, my parents and my family, you know, I always want to be the best version of myself Yeah. and be for them. Awesome. Uh, so I just try to push myself to be the better my, me. And that's what martial arts does to you. Very well said, man. I love that. And that's exactly it because when, when they, when they say everybody's on a different path, like it's not this cliche thing. Like it's, it's, yeah. and it's not, it's not just about martial arts. It's about life. Life. Like everybody, you, a lot of the times the, 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 the path you walk is the one you make and uh, you're doing all the right things, man. Surround yourself with the right people and working hard and it's paying off. So I'm super proud of you and very happy for you. And, Hopefully the career blows up in 2021 and 2022. What I'm aiming for. That's it. It's under the belt, right? That's it, man. Fingers crossed. FLA and Elite One, double champ. Yeah, double huh? champ. <laughs> Sound no, champ, yeah. champ. There's not many Bantamweights, so we'll see. No, there's not. But it's. I'm shocked. We have like 300 people registered to fight on our database now from like most, like a lot of places, but still locally there's – like I can't get over the people who are confident, confident fighting without training. It fucking blows me away yeah, daily. That's crazy. It shit blows me know. away. Like I only did it the first time. I fought at 165 my first fight, so like I was huge. Yeah, that's a big for you. Yeah, like it was in a ring, and he he like stepped over the top rope to get in, and I was like, fuck. Uh oh. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, I beat him. So nice. Ref stoppage at the end of the round. He was he was out of it. So. Uh, that's what made me want to keep doing it mm -hmm. and you know a little little downhill but it's going to go uphill very soon i feel it well that's it man like you said you did the a lot of the the right things you know keep training hard but also fixing the holes that you're you knew you had to work on man so kudos yeah. to you for that and any quick shout outs you want to give to anybody before we get going keelan um shout out to my team for sure fit plus all the boys mma and jujitsu muay thai whatever they whatever you do everybody there um uh, my coach Scott McLean, my parents, my my brothers, my family, all my friends back home and everywhere else. Um, yeah, just everybody, everybody I know. <laughs> Atta boy, sharing the love, man. You're always very supportive online. You're you're a supportive guy, and uh, keep that up, man. It's a, it's a great trait. So hopefully we can see you in the cage very soon, man. Let's hope. All right, buddy. You enjoy your weekend again. There you have it, folks. Where can everybody find you online, Keelan? Um, KSAM902 on Instagram and um, Keelan Sampson on Facebook. Uh, Super Saiyan Sampson on M on uh, Facebook. I have my own fan page. Um, yeah, that's it. I don't have Twitter or anything. No, fuck. Fuck Twitter. Yeah, fuck we Twitter. have it. It's stupid. I it's a bunch of people. So oh, man. I hate it. So yeah, stupid. stupid. I actually hate all social media, to tell you the truth. Yeah, it's not the so. like, I'm on it. Well, not a lot less than I used to be, but it's just, yeah. Me too. It's and like I get a notification every week. It's like your screen time is down, and I keep, try to keep lowering it. But the, like, you know, obviously, I have to do it for this business. But fuck, right. I hate it. If there's one thing in the world I hate, it's social media. So That's anyway, it's yeah. what it is. You just in here, out here, yeah, down there. <laughs> <laughs> All right, buddy. Lots of love, right. man. You have a great yeah. weekend. Thanks for joining us. You too. Thanks for having me. Okay, pal. There right. you have it, folks. Yeah. Keelan Sampson, Fit Plus MMA. Awesome guy. Uh, a guy who's been very supportive of our scene in the back. Uh, you know, always there supporting, uh, competing, and uh, just a great guy coming from a great gym. So thanks for joining us, Keelan. Uh, again, folks, uh, this episode sponsored by our friends at Datsusara. Check them out online, dsgear.com. 
geese, kimonos, no gi, shirts, golf bags, hoodies, whatever you need. Uh, made 100% by hemp, antimicrobial. Struggle with that anti back rope. I don't know what I was saying, um, but yeah. Also, shout out to our friends at BC Kimonos just dropping some new gear. Uh, BC Kimonos with a beautiful hoodie uh, they've just dropped, and uh, yeah, fantastic guys. It's coming up in the holidays. Make sure you get out there and support local. Any of our sponsors, uh, it all helps. Whether it's Beat It, uh, Visage Sport, Maritime Madness, BC Kimonos, Dazusara, CBD Dream Team. Um, you know the list goes on and on of these people who. Uh, you know, Conway Customs and Truro, the list goes on and on of people who support our brand. And uh, without them, it certainly is impossible. So thank you to all of our sponsors. Thank you to all of our fans at home from around the world who enjoy and uh, watch the podcast. And uh, yeah, have a wonderful holiday. We will be back uh, this weekend. We have a couple episodes. So we'll be back tomorrow and Sunday with back-to-back -back episodes. Lots of love to all the healthcare workers and frontline staff as well out there keeping everybody safe and working your ass off on the front lines. It's not easy, but uh, keep it up. Um, it's, we're very grateful for you. So lots of love. Be good to one another out there, folks. Be kind. I can't stress that enough. Be kind to one another. Lots of love.